This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. We're in Genesis chapter 13, and we're dealing with verse 10. And at verse 10, if you'll remember from yesterday, Lot's family and his people have become too numerous to stay with Abraham's because, or Abram's because Abram's a family and his people that are with him and their livestock and their herders are too large to stay in the same region. They've become wealthy men. They've become powerful and strong. And Lot and Abraham, even though Lot has followed Abram's lead and he has chased after and rode the coattails of who Abram is, once he's done that, he, he has reached this place where it's time for him to go out on his own. Really, he said, let's not get into quarrels and fights. Let's choose. And Abram does the thing that ought to be done. Uh, he uh, he uh, sends he says to Lot, you go one direction and I'll go the other. And uh, and you choose where you want to go and we'll separate out to make sure we can continue to grow and become more and greater. And so now Lot is going to get his choice. He's not only rode, rode the coattails of Abram, but he is uh, his uncle. But now he is now he's getting his chance to choose and he's going to get to choose wherever he wants to go. And uh, he makes the natural choice that a a that the carnal mind will make. He makes the, he, when he looks at the situation, he looks at the situation and chooses by the initial appearance of things, how things seem to be, how things are, rather than digging a little deeper. He, uh, he does what we do in almost every area of our life. We choose the, the pretty, the pretty stone. We choose the, uh, the beautiful ring. We choose the, uh, the, uh, the dress that hangs so well on the rack. We choose the, um, we choose the house that looks so good from the road, but we don't sit down and think or ponder or even consider what we're choosing and whether or not it's going to fit for us, whether or not it's good for us, and whether or not it's actually going to meet the purpose for what for which for which we're making the choice. And it says, and Lot lifted up his eyes, and he saw that the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. And even as he's looking at it, God is telling us, even as he's looking at it, God is telling us that he's choosing based off of, he's choosing based off of looks. And what seems to be really good is not actually all that good. What seems to be what would be wanted is actually going to end up being, being to his detriment, being destructive to his, to his future and to his purposes. And he says, he's looked and he sees that the plains of Jordan, that would be from where they're located, which is right dead in the middle of Israel, which would be the area south toward Bethlehem. But really, it's the area south of Bethlehem as you go down toward the Dead Sea. It's the area where Sodom and Gomorrah are located. It's the area that seemed like it's the happening place. 
Let me tell you, Sodom and Gomorrah were a happening place. They were all, where all the parties were. They were where all the cool people lived. It's uh, it's the place where everybody lives and let lives. It's the place where we where everybody goes and and you're okay and I'm okay. And it's the place where where the main worship of Molech would have taken place. It's the home. It's the main territory of what is known as the Perizzites. It's not just the Canaanites there, but the Perizzites, as, as you see in the verses ahead. It's it's the place. It's the place where everybody look up and say, "That's where I want to be." I want to be in there with all that, and I want to have fun, and I want to enjoy it, and I want to do it. Now, let me tell you something. I've made that decision in my life many times, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not destroying Lot. I'm identifying with Lot. I've chosen places based off of how they looked, rather than to look deep inside and determine what's going on the inside and what matters. I can remember uh, trying to buy a house up here in Dayville, and we chose, we were choosing based off of, you always want to choose based off that curb appeal. And and when you pulled up to the house we bought, it didn't have any good curb appeal, to tell you the truth. It's got a beautiful view, but uh, but it seemed to me to be an ugly looking house. And and it was. And then you went down and there was a giant crevice in the uh, seawall and uh, a busted up seawall. And the colors were just god awful. And the smell, because it had been basically closed up for two years, was terrible. And I just said, there's no way we should buy this house. And my wife could see the bones. She could see the things that I couldn't see. It had what she called good bones. It had things that that could be fixed on the outside, but what really mattered was what was on the inside. That reminds me of the story of when Samuel went to anoint one of Jethro's sons as king of Israel, and Jethro's oldest son walks in, and he's tall and, and good-looking and handsome and smart, and Samuel says in his heart, surely this is the anointed of God, but God told Samuel that day as he went through every son and saw something appealing about him all the way down to the youngest son who was out herding the sheep, he told him, man looks at the outward appearances, but God looks at the heart. And uh, I even chose the location for a church one time based off of beautiful appearances, but the beautiful appearances hid really something ugly underneath. And uh, and that was even confirmed just recently as I went to a graduation service, some issues, some major issues going on. And I, I just, I now know better to look for what matters, better to look for what is the character of the inside, what what really matters. It's not it's not what the people look like when you walk up upon them, but it's how much they chase after the Holy Spirit. It's not it's not whether or not it's a beautiful building for a church. It's whether or not the Word of God is honored in that church. It's whether or not the people serving and chasing after God, it's whether or not their desire is to see the kingdom of God advanced and to see lives being changed and lives can't be changed by hiding the truth of God's word and lives can't be changed by muttering, muddying up what God has to say in his word, because what God has to say in his word is true. And every word of it is eternal and every word of it is everlasting. And though heaven and earth pass away, not one jot or tittle of it passes away. And so oftentimes when we look out over, over what we're, what God gives us an opportunity to for. Let's not be looking for the things that are are the outward appearances. Let's look for the heart of the thing, the heart of the matter. And that's really what to happened here. Lot chose the area that seemed good on the surface. He didn't look to see what people were living there. He didn't look to see the dangers that lurked underneath of the dangers that were behind. He looked and he said to himself, I see what's going on here and I'm going to choose this place because it's beautiful to the eye. And God, right there in the middle of that first verse, Lot looks 
He sees the plains of Jordan. He sees this watered everywhere. And then God says, uh, but before the, the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, which meant that he depressed that area and it became desert-like. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east and they separated from each other. So Lot goes to the east and to the south they separate from one another and lot has chosen his lot is chosen and we're going to see in the next verse lot we're going to see that uh, lot's a choice is going to end up costing him his wife and it's going to end up costing him all his wealth and it's un ultimately going to end up costing his lineage and his prodigy to come it's going to it's going to be a it's going to be a major issue for him for the rest of his life and and that comes from I want you to hear me today Making your choices and how you make your choices comes from how you've lived your life with God before. When you've learned to chase after the heart of God and learn the wisdom of God, you begin to make choices based off of the way God sees the world and not the way you see the world. And that is very helpful for life to see the world from God's perspective and not from your perspective, to see what matters, what is the stable and most important thing. When we look at the church, the church's cornerstone is Jesus Christ, but sometimes you can't see that cornerstone when you first walk up. And the reason you can is because it's the cornerstone. It's the one, it's the thing that everything is built upon. But if it's built upon the cornerstone, you can begin to see things that are about the church, not about the beauty of the outside of the church, but about the people on the inside of the church, you begin to see the quality of what is being done there. And the quality of what's being done there must be the heart of God. It must be what God wants. It must be how God sees things. I've, I've looked and I've, I've and many times in my life have chosen the bright and shiny thing rather than choosing the best thing. It says, but and that's what Lot did. And, that, and the reason that Lot did that is because he'd spent his whole life riding the coattails of his uncle, Abram, and his uncle's faith rather than walking by his own faith. Man, man needs to walk by his own faith. People need to learn how to hear from God themselves. And my job as a pastor and Terry's job as a pastor is to help people hear from God themselves, to walk with God on their own. The priest of the believer, that old Baptist cornerstone foundation of what the Baptist church historically was built on was the idea that each individual searches out God searches out his own understanding of God from God's word, and he searches out his own purpose in life from who God is. And if we don't do that, if we don't learn how to do that, well, we miss out. In many ways, that church has left that. We've turned into more of a bureaucracy. They, the church is run top down rather than bottom up. It's not run by, it's not run by the people. It's run by, it's run by certain individuals and groups of people that run everything. Uh, that's never worked with God. It's the practice of the Nicolaitans, and it's hated by God. God wants he, each individual believer. Uh, if he wanted to work through peoples and nations, he would have stayed in the Old Testament. He doesn't do that. He works through individuals now, and his power is unleashed in the individual, and the kingdom of God is placed in the individual. It says Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities and the plains, pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. See, he saw slowly get sucked down to Sodom. And <clears throat> Sodom is a place that is low both geographically and Gomorrah is a place that is low geographically. But it's also a low, it's a place that's south uh, where God had taken them in the promised land. And so the picture of going down in elevation is a picture of going down into, it's into hell. The lowest place of elevation 
actually in the world, as far as the city's concerned, is Jericho. And we get that whole story of the of the man who left Jerusalem and went down to Jer- Jericho and was beaten up beaten upon by the war, by robbers on the road. Why? Because he was leaving God's city of promise and going down to Jericho, which is the place of, of, of destruction and the place of the curse. And as he's going down that road, he gets beaten up. And luckily, a man of God came along, uh, not a preacher and not a Levite, uh, not a Levite. And uh, not a priest, but a Samaritan. And remember, on the outside, Samaritan looked like someone you didn't want to have anything to do with. But on the inside, the Samaritan chased after God's own heart. And he changed. That's where we get the story of the Good Samaritan. It says they separated each other. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the city and uh, the plain and pitched his tent, even as far as Sodom. And those are words. God's giving you a foreshadowing. He's telling you. That, that a lot is placing himself in the company of those he does not want to be placing himself with. God is placing him in the company of those who are going to drag him down. Now, we need to be in the company of the lost, in the company of unbelievers. But we need to remember that company is not true fellowship. That company is being light and salt to those people. We cannot be, we cannot be continually uh, in the company of unbelievers and in, in the company of those who do not chase after God and expect that our character is going to be grown by that. The Apostle Paul says, do you not know that bad company corrupts good character? And when you find yourself constantly seeking after the company of those who don't chase after God, you're going to eventually find yourself beginning to take on the habits of those who do not chase after God. Now, that's not to say that we're to separate ourselves from the world totally, because the Bible quite clearly teaches that we're supposed to be in the world, but not of the world which means we're going we're supposed to be out there and be salt light and be loved to those who are in need and to be loved to love to those who are struggling and love to those who don't know God and light to those who are God's opening their hearts up to see and to hear but you can't be in the company you can't be constantly in the company of those who who chase after the world and not expect that the world doesn't chase after you and not expect that your heart doesn't turn toward the world and ultimately that's why light found himself where he was. He hadn't really ever chased after God. He chased after Abram. He followed somebody else and he followed their faith rather than following his own faith. And when we follow our own faith, when we walk by our own faith, that's when we find our own blessing. And his blessing wasn't supposed to be in Sodom. His blessing, no telling where it was supposed to be. But I can promise you this, uh, where he ended up was not where he was supposed to be. And the reason where he, what reason he chose, he ended up where he was not supposed to be is because he chose uh, based off of human standards and not God's standards. And so he says, but the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. Notice it's quite clear here. It says the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. We're going to talk about what their wickedness involved. And we're going to talk about that descent into depravity when we deal with Lot and that time period. That descent into, pra- into depravity involves a lot of things. It doesn't just involve sexual things, which were one of the issues in Sodom. The descent into depravity is a descent into the heart of men, and, and man's heart always turns toward evil and always turns toward what is wrong. Romans chapter 1 tells us that, tells us that, that men and women when they don't chase after God, they begin to choose those things that are wrong and those things that are evil and those things that are wicked. And when they walk in that long enough, 
it ends up destroying them. And what ends up ultimately happening for what ultimately ends up happening for us is that we we end up chasing after our own will in our own way and making our own self God rather than making God. And I would pray, I would pray for you that you would seek after God yourself. As your pastor, as your friend, it's most important that you chase after your own way with God and not anyone else's way. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name. Amen.